irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Facts and friends, he says what he wants, ain't holding nothing back. Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to another Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever day you're tuning in on, because we are now on all podcast platforms. And it's a joy to celebrate my birthday with you again. This is going into 13 years that we're going to be here on LA Talk Radio. 13 years of Max and Friends. Well, that's not necessarily so true. First, it was to the max, and then it morphed into Max and Friends. And that's where we are. That's where we've been. And that's what you know. So I'm grateful to have you here. You know, every year we go over my producers and I, who do I want to have on my show? Last year we had Ashley Longshore. So much fun. And I had a recent conversation with Gordana Birnat about self-compassion. And so I said, you know what? This year, that's my theme for this year. I did a wonderful five-day course with Sherry Salada on writing your new story 2021. And one of my words was self-compassion. Yes, there is a difference between compassion and self-compassion. So we're going to talk about that tonight because my guest who's joining me in just a minute, it was Gordana Birnat. Now, for those of you who don't know who Gordana is, either you're not tuning into Max and Friends or you're living under a crystal somewhere and enjoying what you're doing. So Dust off the crystal, go on to Amazon, go on to Barnes & Noble, and buy hashtag know the truth. Gordana is the only European to have been named an Oprah Winfrey Super Soul 100 teacher. But more importantly than that, Gordana is, she's the definition of the now. She's the definition of hashtag know the truth. 
She's the definition of purity. I really find such a grace and elegance to Gordana. And also her voice is hypnotic. It's mesmerizing. It needs to be a book, uh, audio book. Hey, house, I've got to fly to London and, and knock on your doors. Trust me, I will, because flights are opening up and JetBlue will have a flight from New York to London. So if I have to come to you directly, hey, house, uh, with Gordana hand in hand, it will happen. <laughs> there will be the audio of hashtag know the truth. You know, they say, be careful what you wish for. I say, don't wish for it. Don't be careful, but be conscious of what you wish for. I think that's really the theme of, of what you need to wish for. Um, I have to give a shout out to Noom. So recently I was like, you know what? Since self-compassion is going to be my theme for 2021, the first thing I want to do is get fit. 2020 was kind of like, let's just eat whatever we have and nest and hoard and be and eat some more and nest some more and eat some more. And it was wonderful. I'm not going to complain. I think it was a wonderful journey experience and no lesson or no experience is ever wasted. However, speaking of wasted, um, my waste did expand. <laughs> so I think a lot of us are going through that. So Noom is a great outlet for me. I've already lost 10 pounds in about two and a half weeks. And what it does is it's a psychological approach to eating, not to weight loss, because it's not about weight loss. It's about what are we consciously eating and what are we consciously, unconsciously eating? And I was getting gas the other day and I said last week and you all kind of like gave me some shit, but that's OK. I love you for listening and giving me that shit because it just makes me uh, improve who I am or just makes me more authentic to who I am. And when I said last week that I drove a couple of cars, you are like, stop bragging. It's not about bragging. It was to make a point that the cars that I drive, I use premium gas. I consciously go and unconsciously now go to the gas station and choose premium gas to fill up my car. And then I thought literally while I was pumping gas, if I'm putting premium gas into my car, why aren't I putting premium food and premium ingredients into my body? So it was a shift in the consciousness. It was a shift in the paradigm. And now, you know, it's like my momentum is back. My groove is back. I'm cooking again. And it's like, I don't need, I love, I'm not going to get you wrong. I love me a 20 piece from McDonald's and some sweet and sour sauce, but I don't need to have a 20 piece. I could bring it down to a four piece and still have a good time. <laughs> so it's all about calories and it's all about really the patterns and pathologies that we have that we've learned for food. And one that I find always striking is when Parents tell their children, finish everything on your plate or finish everything on your plate starts really the downfall to um, an unhealthy life. And the one thing that I think really got me upset about the pandemic was not the pandemic. And it wasn't the fear that they were instilling in us, even though that was a little bit of an adjustment for a lot of people. But what upset me the most was that very few people, Bill Maher is like the only one that I know um, and some other doctors that spoke about really living a healthy life, eating healthy foods so that you won't get sick and really boosting the immune system in taking vitamins and, and having the right foods. And again, it was a wasted experience for the media to start getting people to live a healthy life. So since I'm part of the media, my love to you, my love offering for Valentine's Day is do yourself a favor and start eating healthy and start taking vitamins, boost up your immune system and be happy.
And you know what? If one day you want to have a box of donuts, that's okay. But don't repeat it <laughs> or repeat it and live your life and have fun. Speaking of having fun, it's tonight we're going to have that fun because Gordana Birnat is with me tonight. Hashtag know the truth at my power talk. You know where to find her. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to the show. I'm going to go right into the book before I introduce Gordana because 214 today, my birthday, there's a wonderful passage and a wonderful truth thought in hashtag know the truth why knowing who you are changes everything. And it reads as follows. All obstacles are actually portals through which you can expand in your consciousness by learning new things about who you are. And this year I'm learning new things about who I am. There's a beautiful transition. Last year we were in the caterpillar mode. This year, let's really become the beautiful butterflies that we are, spread our wings, and literally fly. I have been flying. Airplanes are safe. They're cleaner than ever. Everyone is being good boys and girls. They're kindergartners. I always refer to passengers on a plane as kindergartners because they don't know how to listen. That's why there's seatbelts and signs and bells and whistles. So all the kindergartners are being really well. They're sitting down. They're wearing their masks. They're doing as they're told. And flying has never been easier. Flights are taking off on time. They're landing early. Luggage isn't getting lost. Go visit your friends and family. Be cautious. Listen to yourself. Listen to your intuition. And learn something about who you are. Welcome back, Gordana Birnat, to Max and Friends. Oh, hi, Max. Thank you so much for having me. You know how I love talking to you. <laughs> ditto, ditto, ditto. <laughs> ditto square. <laughs> and happy birthday. This Thank is you. a beautiful day. Happy it's birthday. It's a beautiful day. And I love that it's 214. And I love the, the truth thought 214. All obstacles are actually portals through which you can expand in your consciousness by learning new things about who you are. So with that learning about new things, who you are, I think comes self-compassion. And I really wanted to speak with you about self-compassion and what it means to you. But before we get into that, how are you? Mm, I'm doing great. We had a really beautiful winter day here. And I love those winter days when it's crispy and cold outside. So, And the light is coming back here to Sweden because we live in dark in a very, very dark place during winter time. I mean, we only have a few hours of light. So I am so grateful that it has become longer days here. So I'm in a good place right now. Really good place. Wonderful. And you're also, I hear through the grapevine that you're writing a new book. Yes, I am. I am writing a new book and I am exploring things like ego and fear and comparing the ego mind to soul source and looking at what is the relationship between those two and how do we stop ourselves from jumping into ego mode. So that's what I'm doing right now. But who knows, maybe it will take a turn and I'll write about something else. But this has been the main theme during the pandemic to look at fear and look at how easily we jump into ego mode. So and I would ask you more about that, but I'll wait for the new book because we still have the truth right now. Yes, and yes. self-compassion, define it for yourself and what it means to you. It's very sim simple to me. It's about uh, being kind to yourself, mm. physically, spiritually, emotionally. It's like, for me, it would be mothering myself, being the mother of my inner child. Because when we need self-compassion, it is when we feel hurt on the inside. So we need to take care of ourselves. And how do you do that? Well, being the mother of that inner child is self-compassion to me. Also, in self-compassion is 
the word understanding. Because when I understand what I am doing, I won't be unkind to myself because understanding makes me see or light, put light on, on, on the things that I'm doing, which means that I can't hate myself. I can't judge myself. If I understand what I'm doing, I won't be judging and hating myself. Mm -hmm. I would be mothering myself. So that would be self-compassion for me to, to be kind to myself mm -hmm. in every single now moment. You know, I find what? it interesting because you and you'll ask me that question in a moment because I know you're going to. <laughs> but, um, you know, what's fascinating is and you've shared this before. So mm -hmm. is that you mentioned your childhood. You've mentioned mm -hmm. how from what you remember, it wasn't really the best experience. So I find it beautiful that what you consider self-compassion to be is mothering, even though the mother that you had as a child wasn't really the definition of compassion or self-compassion, but yet you were able to transition into that and then be who your inner child never had. And that's through mothering and self-compassion. Would that be an accurate statement or am I going left field? <laughs> no, no, no. This is such an accurate statement. And I think I know why. Um, I think we all know how to mother and father ourselves because when you do that in the proper way, you're tapped into the unconditional love, which is you. So when you know who you are, or at least you have some kind of sense of who you truly are, you can tap into that and you can mother yourself. So mm -hmm. we don't need to teach ourselves. This is a natural way of being. It's about unveiling it or to mm -hmm. remove the obstacles that ego put there during our childhood and, and later mm -hmm. on in life, removing that. And allowing that unconditional love to come out through you into this world. That is what the mothering and the fathering of oneself mean. I love it. So you were going to ask me a question. <laughs> yes, I was going to ask you, what is self-compassion to you? Because I'm curious to hear your definition of it. So self-compassion to me, the first word that when I thought about self-compassion, even before today, when I was doing the Sherry Salada course was poise. Poise. Poise, mm -hmm. poise, poise. And poise is a wonderful word in the essence that it means having a composed and self-assured manner. And for me, it goes further than just those words, composed, composure, music, life, mm -hmm. living. And, you know, in a song like Alan Watts says, we don't wait for the end of the song. We go through the song, you know, because how boring would it be if we all just waited for the end of the song? We wouldn't be listening to the song while it was playing because we all wanted the crescendo at the end. So there's a poise to self-compassion. There's a grace. There's a gentleness. There's an elegance. There's this, there all the words and words are all made up anyway. So the, the glory of words is that we can use any word we want to describe it. But in the end, it defines itself. Self-compassion. And when I was thinking about compassion versus self-compassion, I was thinking I can be so compassionate to so many people. It's one of my virtues. However, when it comes to myself, sometimes I think, uh, you know, I was too fat or I didn't like my haircut or I'm not going out tonight. I don't like my outfit. And it's like every cell in my body is listening to me. And it's like crying, saying, no, nourish your soul, nourish yourself. So self-compassion to me, really means the nourishment of all that is into all who I am. So I think that's what it means. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's such a beautiful way to describe it. 
nourishing yourself. I think the the problem with most people do not understand, they don't understand how to nourish themselves. We are taught how to nourish others, especially women. We are taught how to nourish others, but no one tells you how to nourish yourself. And since no one but you can hear your own thoughts, can feel your own feelings, you think that it is a secret atmosphere that goes on within you. No one knows, no one cares, but the no one, in a way, you erase you from the no one. You erase the one who actually is within you. When you say no one cares, no one hears, and then you forget to nourish yourself. You nourish everyone else because it's on on the outside. It is seen by others. When it comes to you, you think it's okay because no one can see that I'm in pain, so it's okay. Yeah, and you know what's the, fascinating to, with no one, with no one, it's yeah. either N O O N E or K N O W O N E. To no one, or is it no? Yes, one? yes, yes. And yes. for me, it's about knowing one, and that's the title. We've spoken about the title of the book. Why knowing who you are changes everything. So mm-hmm. it is about. No, K-N-O-W, one. Yeah. No oneself, yes. I really think, is, yes. is compassion. And it's true. You well, know, we're told women and children first, right? Titanic. Mm-hmm. Save the children mm-hmm. first. You know, and yes. there's a Catholic saying that it goes into um, joy. Jesus, others, yourself first. Mm-hmm. So Jesus first, then others, then yourself. And it's like, well, erase that. That's like mm-hmm. a nails on the, on the chalkboard for me. Because when mm-hmm. you really know yourself first, and when you love yourself first, and when you have compassion for yourself, that's when you can have it for others. Would you agree? Yes, because you can't find unconditional love anywhere else but within you. And if you are not the vessel of it, then how are mm. you going to give it to others? I have realized that if I want unconditional love from my husband, well, there is a condition. I want it, which means I cannot have unconditional love mm. because I I'm putting conditions on it. Unconditional means unconditional, no conditions. So where do I find that? Well, if I allow it into this world through me, I'm literally standing in that frequency. Mm. That's where I get it. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a hard thing to understand because we are conditioned not to understand it, this. We are conditioned away from knowing who we truly are. We are conditioned into ego. And that makes us too small or the frequency is too low to have self-compassion. If you're mm. constantly in ego mode, it won't allow you to go as high as self-compassion because self-compassion or compassion is one of the highest frequencies. It's not love. It's not joy. It's not mm. happiness. It is actually understanding and compassion that are the highest frequencies. So, you know. When you understand something, you don't, you, you might not feel joy. You just understanding, understand it. And that understanding is so much light that it will give you satisfaction. I think that knowing that love isn't the highest frequency, that it actually is compassion and understanding. Mm. You know, also um, atonement and forgiveness, for instance, are very, very high frequencies. Also gratitude. But how can you feel that if you are in ego mode and you're not allowing that to come through you because you're not giving yourself 
the care that you need, the nourishment that you need. Mm. You know, there's um, there's a speaker named Kristen Neff, and she defines self-compassion as being composed of three main elements, self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. And what's interesting when you're saying unconditional, when you sent me the copy of Hashtag Know the Truth, you wrote to Max, the universe is always listening and providing unconditionally. Yes. And unconditional love. Last year, I did a wonderful, oh gosh, I think it was an eight-month course on um, raising the frequency, literally, and clearing out so many ancestral uh, curses, let's call them. Energetic Um, bonds. (laughs) Exactly. The shackles (laughs) on our feet, remove them so I can dance. And one thing I really tuned into and learned last year was Every morning when I wake, it's always thank you. My gratitude is always present. And then it's literally sending unconditional love to every cell and fiber in my body. And it's nourishment. It is the nourishment that my cells desire. It's the nourishment that my fibers desire. It's the nourishment that it's the acknowledgement. It's the acknowledgement. It's Max, I see you. Max, I hear you. Max, you matter. As opposed to when Oprah says, I see you, I hear you, you matter. We need to reverse it into I see me, I hear me, and I matter. And there's nothing wrong for me, I believe strongly that there's nothing wrong in in taking care of oneself. It's not selfish, it's selfless. So let's expand on hashtag know the truth. Um, let's dance. I want you to just dance into the pages and let um, source and all that is take us to where we need to go. And uh, we'll continue the conversation that way. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to give me a number? Um, sure, 34. 34, and I'll find the number 34 for you. And I will read it, and then we'll go from there. 34. This is fun. You know, if you're all tuning in right now and you have the book, hashtag know the truth, I think a wonderful way for you to have a book club is to do what we're doing right now, a conscious conversation I got to get into radio mode real quick because Cordana and I can have conversations for three, four hours, but you're listening, you're tuning in and we're grateful for you. So you know what? Do this. Get a Zoom meeting going with your friends. Do an awesome book club. Hashtag know the truth. Tweet Cordana at My Power Talk and throw out numbers to each other and see how the frequency and synchronicity is moving through your life. Number 34. What is it? Number Oh, it's about desires. It says everything begins as a desire to experience something. Fulfilling your desires is thus not a luxury, but a purpose in life. Ain't that the ain't that hashtag know the truth? <laughs> that is hashtag know the truth. You see, and this is what I mean when I say that we are conditioned away from our source and into ego, because mm-hmm. there is nothing in this world that doesn't begin as a desire, and yet we are not allowed, as children in school, you're not allowed to explore your desires. Actually, you're turned away from your desires because there's other things that you need to learn. But everything starts as a desire. And if you're not tuned into your desires and your excitement and your passions, you miss the target of being here. You miss Mm. the purpose in your life. Because And here is another truth, which has taken me half a lifetime to understand. My true identity is the stillness within me. And it is the same stillness that is your true identity. What differs you and me are our desires, which 
is the information field that looks like Max and looks like Gordana. And the desires, my ego and your ego holds the desires and it is the frequency of those desires that differs us. So when I know who I am, I know who you are. And then I can ask you, what is your purpose in life? And you will show me all your desires, and all the things that you want to explore here. And that makes you max. And I will show you what I want to explore and what I want to see in this reality. And that makes me Gordana. Mm. That's the difference between us. So our desires is what creates the difference between us. Our, our thoughts and emotions, that is what creates the difference. But who we truly are is exactly the same in each and every one of us because it is the one exploring all that is through each and every one of us. I love it. I love it. And you know what I love? It is desires really are, they're the weave in the fabric. They're the patchwork to the quilt. And the desires are the universe, the playground that we're here to explore. And it's, you know, listen, one of my desires is a beautiful cashmere blanket and I love wrapping myself in it. And it's like, <laughs> this feels good to me. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. life life to me is just when 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 life goes in a beautiful direction, it's just that big cashmere blanket mm. that hugs me and warms me and says, you know, fulfill your desires and enjoy your life mm. and let this be your playground, you know. But, but there is there is there is a twist in this because a desire is a beautiful thing as long as you do not put conditions on it. Mm-hmm. If you put conditions on it, it turns into suffering. But if you yeah. have a desire a desire to explore something and then you stay open to whatever the universe mm-hmm. brings to you and yeah. see it for what it is, the fulfillment of your desire. If you put conditions on it, you will mm-hmm. be in wanting, needing, not getting that the frequencies. And that, yeah. yes, and that Lack. creates the pain. So yeah. the allowing yourself yeah. to dream and desire and follow your excitement without conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. My grandmother always used to teach me expectations lead to limitations. Yes. Expectations lead to limitations. Let me share a quick story with you, and then we're going to get back into hashtag know the truth. So as you know, um, and for those of you who are tuning in, before I get into my story, you're listening to Max and Friends here on LA Talk Radio. My guest tonight is Gordana Virnat, hashtag know the truth author, and we're having a wonderful conscious conversation. So here's the deal. Tweet us at Max Tucci, at MyPowerTalk. Go through the book and let us know what truth thought resonates with you in this now moment. Let us know the number, tweet us. And if we get back to you, we do. And if we don't, don't be discouraged. It just means we have other things going on, but we still love no you. Expectations. No expectations. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, let me jump into the story real quick. As you know, and for those of you who are listening who know and now, now know, I've been looking for a house since I sold the LA house. And um there was one house that we really thought was it and we'll call it number 14. And then there was a revelation that maybe 14 wasn't it, but this is after many months. This isn't like, you know, just in a few days. So number 14, I was so focused on number 14 that nothing else was an option. And a friend of mine was over one evening and he goes, you know, maybe number 14 isn't for you. There were issues with the house, with septic, whatever. And I was in that mode of, I didn't even want to receive it hear it, know it, acknowledge it, zero, nothing, 14 was it. That was it. It was my expectation that joyfully didn't become a limitation because in that moment it was, okay, you're right. The universe has something else. Why is there a delay on number 14? So then number 34 came into into consciousness 
And number 34 was the house and that was it. And it was going to be it. We flew up to see it. I fell in love with it. The day we were there, the house was on the market for four years. The day we were there, the people second time came back. We put an offer. They put an offer. Bidding war began. The universe rose up and said, nope, that's not for you. Now, a few months ago, there was another house. I'm not going to give you that number because that's the actual house. <laughs> and you all are some crafty people. Then you find out where I am. So here's the deal. That house, about three months ago, I said, that's my house. To the point where I even said, I want to put an offer on it without even seeing it. And I totally have forgotten about that house. You know, it's like when you go to the dog pound and you're adopting a dog. The one that's waiting there for you is sometimes the one sitting in the corner quiet while all the cute little puppies are jumping up on the cage and they've got your attention. And the one sitting in the corner is the one that's going to love you the most. And you just have to pay attention to it. So that's what this house was. It was in my consciousness. I already put out to the universe. That's the house. Forgetting about that. And then when we lost the bidding war on number 34, I said to myself, you know what? The other house, if it's still available, is the house. So I called the agent. They said it's still available. Long story short, I love you for listening all. Um, They accepted the offer. We went up there. I met the owner. Lovely woman. She served us tea and cookies and it was magical. But before all of that, um, I wrote a letter to the owner expressing to her how I see myself living in the house. She's an artist. So I expressed to her what you're looking for is looking for you. And then I had to paint the picture of my life living there and what a picture it was. And I'm telling you that letter, the frequency, all that is rose up to meet me. And we're closing in April. With that said, um, with that said, it was beautiful because I pictured myself being there. I had a desire. I had a daydream. I felt it. And at that, and for a few moments, I almost wept because I thought this magical place was that dog that was in the corner. And instead, I was looking at the puppies. <laughs> but... And so with that said, you know, really, it's about the enjoyment of life. And sometimes, you know, we get sidetracked a little. And when the train falls off the track, there was that old song, pick it up, pick it up and put it back on. So the train fell off the track. My question to you, Gordana, is since you know the story and you've seen the house. Um, why is it that when something is for us? And I believe that there are many things for us. We just have to tap in. Not, I don't like the word tap into it because that reminds me of beer and beer is cheap. I'd rather a good champagne. So why is it that we ignore the whisper? Because the ego speaks in a very loud voice. And we think that we know better than the universe. Because if you put out a desire and then you put the conditions on it, you've allowed your ego to stop all the other channels, only mm. that one is important to you. And the universe says, look here, look there, look over here. It's much better. <laughs> but you say, no, because your ego wants to be boosted. And it says, I have my mind put on this frequency. And it's the ego blocking you from seeing all the other beautiful frequencies that are around you. This is what I mean when I say, by all means, have a desire, but do not put conditions on it. Mm. What I do when I have a desire, I always put or better 
at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I will put out a desire and then I will put or better because I tell the universe, I trust you. Give me whatever you mm-hmm. think is the best mm-hmm. version of my frequency right now. And it never fails. It will always give me what I need. Sometimes I get things and I go, really? Is this what you give me? But then <laughs> when I look back, I know, okay, this was exactly what I needed at that yeah. time. I'm not able to see everything. It's like, you know, like seeing your higher self sitting on the top of the mountain and you in your physical body walking around the mountain, your higher self can see what comes around the corner. You can't. Mm -hmm. And when you say, I want this, not that, and you put conditions on it, you're not allowing the 360 degree view from your higher self to Mm -hmm. help you bring in whatever is the best version of what you need right now. And this is also why it's very important when you put out a desire that your frequency comes from your heart, not from fear or from another limitation. It has to come as a pure desire to explore something that is for the good of all. Mm -hmm. Mm. And sometimes we miss that. Yes, for the good of all. For the good of all. Sometimes we miss that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but why do we miss it? Why do is it just because the blinders, the expectations, the limitations? Yes. What is it? It's well, it is the limitations. Mm-hmm. It is the 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 conditions that we put on it because it's arrogant to think that you know better than the universe or God or source. How could you? I mean, you're you're a physical being, you are a limited being. Only when you're tapped into your highest self But what is the highest self? Well, it is unconditional love. It is compassion. So if you're not in that frequency, how will you see what's good for you or the best version of the thing that you want? You can't see that. It's impossible. So how can we? So raising the frequency, how can we see it? Yes, it's like by trusting that synchronicity will always bring you what you need or what you desire. There is, I see synchronicity as two things, not just as, you know, positive synchronicity. You think of a friend and around the corner, there's the friend you haven't seen for 10 years. That's one type of synchronicity. But synchronicity is actually the glue that holds everything in the right place in time and space. And there is negatively perpetuated synchronicity and there is positively perpetuated synchronicity. And when you are in your highest frequency you are allowing synchronicity to become positively perpetuated and that's how you get things into your reality Mm -hmm. but it works the other way around too if you're always in need if you want need put conditions on stuff that's the frequency you know i have to tell you as you say it as you say it it feels heavy yes it feels heavy you know it feels like a very heavy um vibration it's a very heavy vibration as opposed to just surrendering to the greatest that's for you. Yes. Makes it so much easier. <laughs> Surren- surrendering is the word. And I know that many people say, well, that's like giving up. It's not the same no, thing. Not. Surrendering no. is to allow the high frequency to take you on a wave with trust mm. and to end up exactly where you're supposed to be. You usually say we're exactly where we're supposed to be. And that is to surrender to the flow, to allow the flow to take you where you need to go, to go with your flow, not with everyone else's flow, your specific flow, because it's about your frequency and your flow. 
And that's how you attract people of the same flow and frequency into your life too, when you surrender to that flow. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I love Alan Watts and I sent you a video about loving oneself and we were going to have that on the show tonight. And then I love how the universe is like, no, you're not. You're just going to have each other <laughs> and everyone exactly. tuning in. But hey, Ronan, yeah. before we get into the next part of the show, what is everybody listening to here on L.A. Talk Radio? Did I get you? Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> well, we're supposed to have a little Max and Friends jingle, but I guess life is happening. So you all heard it. Here we are listening to Max and Friends on L.A. Talk Radio. Change is the only constant. Number 84 in the book. I'm going to get to that in a moment. Because what I love about, I just, I, there's a, te- uh, a quote that I love from Alan Watts. And it says, we must abandon completely the notion of blaming the past for any kind of situation we are in and reserve our thinking and see the past always flows back from the present. That now is the creative point of life. You see, it's like the idea of forgiving somebody. You change the meaning of the past by doing that. Also watch the flow of music. The melody, as it expressed, is changed by notes that come later, just as the meaning of a sentence. You wait till later to find out what the sentence means. The present is always changing the past. Yes. And in that is true forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. In the present, you're changing the past. And when you open up Gordana's book to hashtag know the truth to number 84, which is on page 75, change is the only constant. Stop worrying. You know what, Gordana? You read it. It's your book. <laughs> it's my book. I will find it. Just let me find it here. It was uh, Truth Thought number 85. 84. 84, page 84. 75. There it is. Max okay. and Friends. And here's Gordana Birnat telling us, number 84, what it changes the only constant. Stop worrying. Everything in the universe is in constant change. Nothing stays the same. Enjoy the movement. Enjoy the dance. Enjoy the surprise. What Mm. I mean by this when I say that change is the only constant, in this physical world, everything is moving all the time. It Mm. is energy, and energy is not still. It moves all the time. So change is inevitable. The direction of that change is for you to choose. So we are all so afraid of change, mm-hmm. but you can't stop change. It is there all the mm-hmm. time. Your intention, your direction, and the flow that you will go into is up to you to choose. So change is always going on. You're the one choosing the direction of that change. And that is where the power in the now moment is. If you allow yourself to be stuck in the past, to allow the weight of the past Mm -hmm. to hold you down, you will feel like you're stagnating because it's an illusion. There is change everywhere, but you are still, your past doesn't allow you to move forward. Mm. If you focus in the now moment and you create space for forgiveness to occur, that creates a sacred space where everything everything is dissolved and you can move forward in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, in on page 75, 84, would you just read the paragraph after the truth thought? Mm-hmm. Because it is Absolutely. so powerful that for all of you listening, mm-hmm. happy Valentine's Day. My gift to you tonight on my birthday is the gift of change because it is constant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> embrace it. <laughs> love it. You know what? Don't even embrace it. Let it go. <laughs> Let be it go. It. Yes. <laughs> be in it. Be in the change. 
be in the change. Yes. You remember okay. Calvin Klein had a quote. He had a he had a perfume called B, and it was the campaign. He he's like so ahead of his time. And this is like in the eighties, and it was just be, be a man, be a woman, just be. And that's really, I think, the essence of life. Be, but but be happy, and 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 be part of the change. So let's read that that paragraph after number eighty four. Okay, here we go. Sometimes we choose to remain in a situation just because it feels more familiar than opening up to something new. Mm. We feel safer staying in the known even if it might be bad, rather than exposing ourselves to the unknown, even if it might bring us joy. Why are we so reluctant to change and often afraid of the new when our natural state of being is to seek joy and to trust everything that the unknown Mm. holds for us? That's the definition of (laughs) self-compassion. Yes. (laughs) It's trusting what the unknown holds for us. Trusting. Trusting. And you know, You know what I have found? I have found that the more I know who I am, meaning the more I can tap into my own stillness from within, because that is my true identity, which cannot be hurt by anything. The more I trust that the change on the outside is an adventure for me to explore. Mm -hmm. So I can always find back to that stillness from within. If the movement on the outside, if the changing energy on the outside is too much for me, I can withdraw myself in meditation or in just sitting and thinking, Mm -hmm. directing my thought where I want it to be in this stillness. I can always find my peace because Mm -hmm. it's always there in every single now moment. There is this stillness. It's up to me to sit in it or not. Mm-hmm. You know why I'm smiling? Because I remember when I first interviewed and I asked you about meditation and you said, I can't meditate. <laughs> You're like, I, I can't couldn't. do it. I can't. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I love, I mean, when was the first, do you remember the first time you were on the show? It must've been, it was before the book. Yes, it was before the book. My yes. gosh. So the book was published in 17. Yes, I think I was on the show 2016 the first time, wow. or something like that. So yeah. 16, 17, 18, 19, yeah. 20, five years. Yes. Five yes, years yes, later, yes. you now meditate <laughs> and you know yes. how to. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy when you know how to. It no, is. But, you know, for me, I think it was about being very much in my head. Mm-hmm. Because if you are very much in your head, you can't meditate. You have mm-hmm. to allow everything to come down to your heart space. Yeah. And that's where the stillness is. And it's it's easy when you know how to do it. But yeah. if, as I didn't know how to do it, it Expectations. You had an expectation yes. of what it yes. was. Yeah. Yes. And there yes. you limited yourself. Pushing it. Yes. yes. And I remember, I vividly, I can hear you saying <laughs> that you couldn't do it. So now, and I, you know, I, I watch you. I keep my eye on you. I see you on other shows and I tune into your other shows. And when you say that you're meditating, it just brings so much joy to my life because it's like, mm. mm-hmm. I knew she would. (laughs) There's another thing to this meditating stuff. It's about (laughs) sometimes, sometimes people get afraid of meditation because it's almost like dying a little bit. There's nothing happening. It's total silence. You're just sitting there. It's 84. They're not trusting the unknown that it's number 84. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So but also it is about the ego because the ego loves noise. The ego loves drama. The ego loves motion and movement. 
And if you're sitting in stillness, the ego has to be quiet. Yeah. You know what I call the ego an addict? The ego is an addict. The ego is addicted to drama. The ego is addicted to all of that. It's addicted to pain. It's addicted to fear. It's addicted to suffering. It is an Mm -hmm. addict. And, um, but you know, I wanted to, to ask you a question because I heard you saying, I trust myself. I, I know myself for those Mm -hmm. who are tuning in, who don't trust themselves, who don't know Mm -hmm. themselves, who are saying Max and Gordana, I love the both of you, but I don't understand a freaking thing you're saying. And this just sounds like Mm -hmm. all a bunch of crap. What do you Mm -hmm. say to them into really cultivating self-compassion and self-love where they will know themselves and they will trust themselves? What do you say? Well, for me, and this this is Mm -hmm. experience behind this. Every time I think a negative, negative thought, I know that it is my ego awakening. It is Mm. narrating the world to me as a limitation. As Mm -hmm. soon as I sense that I am limiting myself, I'm saying, oh, that's not for me, or no, I don't understand this. I know that it is my ego creating a limitation for me. Mm -hmm. If I feel curious about something, if I say, okay, this might sound good, I know that I'm opening my heart space and allowing things in, which means that I am speaking from soul. It's not about saying yes to everything. I'm not saying that the ego is totally bad. I need my ego because in my ego are all my passions and desires and and, and wants in this world. So, of course, the ego is a part of my identity. My memories are in my ego. So everything is embedded in it. But it is when the ego takes over, when the ego narrates this world as a negative place for you to be, mm-hmm. or if, if it's listening to two loving people speaking to each other and it says, ah, oh, bunch of crap, that's the ego speaking. Because mm-hmm. the ego wants you to feel more superior or the ego wants, to, wants you to feel limited so that you will become a victim. It, it is addicted to the lower mm-hmm. frequencies and the lower emotions. And we all have an ego. We all have this mm. addictive thing, but the, the, the art form is to know when the ego is awakened, when the ego is triggered. And the more time you spend in this stillness within you, where you know who you truly are, the easier it becomes for you to see and hear and feel when your ego is awakened. But mm. The good thing here is that you can also see it in others. You can see when they speak from ego or when they speak from soul. And it's not always about saying loving things. It's about the frequency with which the words are spoken. Mm, mm, mm. Well, let me ask you this question. And we only have Mm -hmm. five more minutes, so we've got to wrap it up pretty soon. But if the voice in your head is you, who's the one listening to it? The voice in your head isn't you. You are the one listening to the voice. You, the real you, is mm-hmm. listening to the voice. The voice yeah. is the ego. The ego <laughs> narrates everything. That's it's right. like, oh, look here. Oh, this and that. It is narrating everything for you as if you do not know how to explore it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's an Alan Watts question. And what I love about you is through experience, you knew exactly how to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true because I, I asked that question to so many people and it, it's like a riddle to so many people. Yes. 
They're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah. a deer in headlights. And you're like, mm. yeah, but and no, here it is. You know something? Sometimes when I go to bed, if I've had a really, really rough day and my ego has been going berserk the entire day and I go to bed and I'm laying in bed and the, there's this voice narrating everything for me. And I go, shh, quiet, shh quiet i want to sleep oh my god there's a chatterbox in my head (laughs) yes i know that that is not me this is my ego and it's like a child on sugar it doesn't know how to stop (laughs) the the, the addict the addict (laughs) (laughs) so i have to i have to really really focus myself in the now moment by actually thinking oh my my bed is so soft and my pillow is so so nice and going into the mindfulness of the mm-hmm. moment, the now moment, or listening to how my husband is breathing in and out. And I try to breathe as he does. And then I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I literally have to. And that is a part of self-compassion mm-hmm. to be kind to yourself, yeah. to speak to yourself as if you were a little child, to, mm-hmm. to tell myself now you need to go to sleep. Yeah. Shh, Mother and father. Sleep. Yes, yes. Oh, I love that. Well, you know, it's late here on the East Coast. So if you're ready to go to sleep, go to sleep. (laughs) Enjoy your sleep. Um, I love that. You know, when we were doing the Sherry Salada um, course, there was. I love that, by the way. It was fab. There was a woman who said that um, her husband's breath used to annoy her or something. Or it was, no, it was the poppy Mm. seeds. It was the poppy seeds in the kitchen. Yes, yes. Yes, and then yes, when those yes. poppy seeds are no longer there, it means that the person who dropped them are no longer there. So if your loved yes. one next to you is in bed and they're breathing and you don't like how they're breathing or how they're snoring, remember that the next night they might not be breathing. The next night they might mm-hmm. not be snoring. So enjoy the snore. <laughs> enjoy <Absolutely>. the breath. <laughs> but I mm-hmm. want to read two things before we go. And while I'm doing this, think of what you want people to bring with them into this, into this Valentine's Day week of love. Every week mm-hmm. is a week of love. Um, I read this wonderful passage about an Eskimo and a priest. And the Eskimo said, if I didn't, if I did not know about God and sin, would I go to hell? And the priest said, no, not if you did not know. And the Eskimo's response, then why did you tell me? Mm. And I think a lot of us are in that position in life where someone has told you something and you believe it. What I'm telling you tonight is to love yourself and believe it. Self-compassion and believe it. Because when you know it, then you have the choice to either believe it or not believe it. So my offering to you is to really, and I've said it here before, go in the mirror and make out with yourself (laughs) if you have no one else to do it. And um, before I let you go, I'm going to read one thing that blew my mind that I want you all to take with into this week. And then we'll let Cordana... Um, give what she wants you to take into this week. And for me, it's a wonderful passage that says, the cells of your body aren't old. They keep regenerating. They are new. Your body has the potential. Your body has the potential of being as young and vital as it has ever been. You don't have old cells. You just have an old attitude about your new self. And that is my birthday quote for me, that I am not going to have an old attitude about my new self. And I'm going to trust that my body isn't old, that it keeps regenerating new cells, and that I have the potential of being as young and vital 
as I have ever been. So take that with you into this week. Gordana, what do you want people to take with them into this week? I would want them to focus on what love is since it is Valentine's Day and it is your birthday. So this is your birthday gift from me. It's a short passage from my book. It is number 92 and here it goes. Love is the primary pattern in the fabric of the universe. Everything else is secondary. Mm. Everything else is secondary. Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't come from love, don't allow it into this world. Mm. You know, how do you feel about this quote that the universe responds to what you believe, not to what you wish for? Yes, it's about the frequency. It's about the the frequency behind, yes, always the belief. Also, what you just said about the cells, that the cells listen to your language, an inner language, which is about the beliefs, the thoughts, the emotions that are going through your body. And they listen to it and obey, specifically the beliefs. And I know this because... Being, I am 55. I was 50. I, I, my birthday was in November and I turned 11, 11, 11, 11. And I do not see myself as other people would see themselves when they're 55. I don't. And I, I don't believe it in, mm-hmm. in, in a way, which I know that my cells hear and obey. Mm-hmm. And there is no there is no effort in this because when you believe something, you do not need to work for it. It's just there as a pattern which the cells listen to and work for because mm-hmm. that's the atmosphere that you're creating within yourself. But make no mistake, they listen and obey to every single belief. This is why self-compassion, compassion overall changes. It's like alchemy in your body. It changes everything in your body. When when your cells hear that you love you, that you are kind to yourself, of course, they will feel the same thing and they will work for this in your mm. body. You mm. were talking about food. That's also self-compassion to give yourself the best possible food so that your body will be working on the, on the mm. primary frequency, so to speak. I love the primary frequency. Well, I'm listening, obeying to Ronan right now because we have to wrap this up. We've already given us some extra moments. So thank you, Ronan, for that. But one thing it is, um, love yourself. And one thing that I really want you to take into this week is stop saying the phrase love you and put I love you in front of it. Make it personal. Love you is 2020. I love you is your new present, your new gift. Unwrap it and use it. Gordana, I love you. Thank you so much for being on Max and Friends. Max, I love you too. And thank you for having me. Happy birthday. Thank you. And have a wonderful week, everyone. Remember to take life to the max. Good night and good karma. And I love you all for listening. Good night.